The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. For boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at WinBet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party April 1st at 7.30 p.m. SGP will be at the Ice House in Los Angeles. So come hang out with the crew. All the info is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. Adios, degeneritos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 316. We're going to send this one out to Mac Attack in the SGPN Discord, uh, because as I was getting ready to tape the main card show, took a quick peep in there, and he was saying how we need to make sure we have more Kurt Chase Patrick on this show, because he went 9-5 and five last week, and he needed to tail some picks. So uh, I like that. You- yeah, you got to like that. So in that voice you heard who likes that is, of course, Kurt Chase Patrick. He is back for one more main card show, uh, much to exactly what Mac Attack wanted. Um, and then you're going to also have to suffer through my picks. I'm Daniel Gumby Breland. I was only seven and seven last week. So uh, maybe you're not tuning in for me. But if you are tuning in for Kurt, you just heard his voice there. We're both back to give you main card picks for UFC San Antonio. That's right. They are live in front of a crowd and we got. Chito Vera versus Corey Sanhagen in an absolutely insane bantamweight tilt at the top that we are. I mean, like, I couldn't be more thrilled to uh, break it down. And, and Kurt, I'll ask you this. Are, have you just been, like, back and forth on this fight, like, 35 times? Because I had a pick when they announced the fight. I had a pick that I sat with in my brain for, like, two weeks. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to deviate from that. And then in the last 48 hours, I think I've picked each one seven times. I'm not going to lie, I've been, I, I'm not going to tip my hat on which way I'm leaning, but I've been pretty steadfast with my pick throughout. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in who I think is going to win, but dude, I, I, the, I mean, I, we, were, we were talking about it last, last week, uh, kind of after we recorded. I, w- I was happy that I was going to be on for this show because I absolutely love this fight. It is so, so good, um, and I'm glad that it's in front of fans. We kind of talked about it in the last episode, but it, it's just this fight card with this main event deserves to be in front of fans. The fans in uh, old San Antonio are going to be for a tr- in for a treat in this one because this one screams just all violence. Yeah, it, it feels like even if this goes to the mat, right, it can't be boring. There, there's no way this fight winds up boring. And, and for everybody out there on this fight card who is fighting for fight of the night, give up. Uh, because because <laughs> these guys get to fight for for 25 minutes or, or maybe less, but probably 25 minutes if I'm being honest. And, and nobody's bringing action in 15 minutes like these two are in 25. It's just a insurmountable task. It's like trying to beat Justin Gaethje for a fight of the night bonus. It's just, as people learned last week, just not, not happening. Possible. Yeah, it's not happening. Um, So let's start to talk about some of these fighters who will be uh, trying to take some of those bonuses away. One of them is... At middleweight, Chidi Njikawani versus Albert Durayev. Chidi, bang, bang, Njikawani. He is 34 years old, 22 and 8 in his pro career. He's six foot three with an 80-inch reach. That is going to put him at four inches taller than Durayev. 
five inches of reach. He's two and one in the UFC. He was five and three in Bellator, one and oh in LFA, one and oh in Contender Series, and he's got multiple regional championships on his mantle. Durayev, meanwhile, nicknamed the Machete, 34 years old, just like Njikawani. He's 15 and four in his pro career, 5'11, four inches shorter, 75 inch reach. He's one and one in his pro career. He was eight and oh in ACB before that, where he was their double champion. And he was 1-0 on Contender Series, which is what got him to the dance. Durayev going to be a slight underdog here. Plus 135 to Enjikawani, negative 165. I forced you to kick off the last one, so I I don't mind kicking off this one. I'm going to start by taking Enjikawani here. Um, I know some people are fading the guy a little bit after he tuckered out in his last fight against Hobocop. Um, But he just like, yes, he tired out against... uh, Gregory Rodriguez or Hodriguez, if you want to say the Brazilian pronunciation, Hodriguez. Uh, but he he, uh, he he also split his brain open, right? Like we saw arteries in, in Gregory Rodriguez's head. Um, you know, he, he's deadly with the elbows. I think the reach is going to be miserable for Durayev. I'll be honest. I don't love negative 165. I thought this was going to be lined way closer than it was. But give me Enjikawani, you know, getting him out of there early enough or just like keeping enough of the gas tank to win enough rounds here. I, I like Enjikawani in this one. How about you? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Previous to his last fight where he got stopped by Joaquin Buckley, I mean, I was ready to uh, promote uh, Albert Duraev to like junior captain of the uh, Smash Factory train. And then kind of came kind of came halting a little bit. Obviously, Joaquin Buckley is very solid, but um was not that impressed by uh, old Albert Duraev. I've always been a Chidi Njikwani fan. I love his, uh, love the way he strikes. But man, I'm I'm surprised that these odds aren't aren't closer to even here. I think this is a pretty pick'em fight. You give me Duraev at underdog odds like that. I'm taking him. I think he's gonna, I think he's gonna have to get Chidi Njikwani to the ground. Um, I think he. He's going to have to take it late. We've seen Chidi and Jaquani fade, but, I mean, if he gets his striking going, it could get ugly for Duraev. But I'm going to bank on Duraev getting takedowns, grinding Chidi and Jaquani out, and uh, I like the underdog odds there. Yeah, and, and that's definitely the path he's going to have to take. You know, I, I'm a little bit wondering whether or not he can do so with enough consistency, but he, he's definitely got to make this a dogfight in order to win. And if you look at his last couple of fights, he's got takedowns over Roman Kopilov, which helped him win that fight. He's got he did score two takedowns against Joaquin Buckley, although he shot nine. And of course, his eye got pretty jacked up and root to those takedowns. But maybe maybe not the most. Maybe not the best percentage when it comes to Durayev in terms of takedowns, but the persistence is there. He He's not shying away from what he likes to do. So, uh, yeah, it, sh- it should be a styles clash in that one. And. Uh, before we get to the next one, let me tell you a little bit about WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and a ton of other states. Be on the lookout for WinBet's Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week are going to have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100 bucks, get 100 bucks. Limited to state availability. And of course, for our DJs only, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. And all you have to do is head on over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older. 
and present in the state where Playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And the SGPN guys are going to be hosting a Final Four watch party at the Historic Ice House in Pasadena, California, Saturday, April 1st at 7.30 p.m. Get all the details at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. And if you're looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan even more, you can do so at Stadium Swim to watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. You can win a three-night stay at the Circa Las Vegas to hang with the guys. There's a contest that is completely free to enter at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. And if you don't win the contest and you still want to get a great discount on a room, you can do so with the promo code SGP15. All right, let's get us back to the fights. We are moving now to some flyweights, which is this card low-key. It's like a kind of a ton of flyweight fights. I love that because uh, flyweights always bring the noise. Uh, we're talking about Alex Perez versus Manel Cape. Alex Perez, 30 years old, 24 and 7 in his pro career. He's five foot six with a 65 and a half inch reach. He's going to be an inch taller than Cape, but two and a half inches less reach. Six and three in the UFC. Of course, one of those losses was for the title. He was one and zero in contender series before that. He's lost two in a row. The aforementioned loss in the title fight to uh, uh, Davison Figueredo. He last won a fight in June of 2020, which is perhaps a little alarming. Uh, he's going to be fighting Manel Starboy Cape, who is 27 or 29 years old, rather one year younger than Perez. He's 18 and six in his pro career, 5'5", 68 inch reach. He is three and two in the UFC so far. He lost his first two as one three in a row. He was six and three in Ryzen before that. He was the 135 pound champ in Ryzen. Uh, and he's going to be a slight favorite here. Negative 175 for Cape to the plus 145 of Perez. I'll turn it over to you for the first one here, Kurt. Who you got in this one? I love this fight, man. And I, and when Manel Cape got signed to the UFC, I was like, all right, this guy is going to be champion. And then. I thought he beat Mateus Nicolau, but obviously he started off with two um, losses on his record. I thought he didn't show until like late in the fight kind of what he was about against Pantoja. I thought he I thought he kind of just I don't know, maybe it's like octagon jitters or he whatever. Was but... He was coaxing. He, it was like he yeah. was like, I feel like this is going well, so I'm not going to push it. Yeah. And again, like. And uh, Pantoja, who probably deserves a, a title shot, like Definitely. the dude is there. And I'm glad that he's finally getting a guy in Alex Perez, who is ranked number what six right now. Um, I think this is the step up that he needs. I give him an LK here. I, I really I like his wrestling. I like his striking. I think he's explosive. And again, I think Alex Perez is a great test for him. I think he's going to win this one and then position himself to finally make that title run that not only myself was expecting, but I think a lot of people um, were expecting out of him coming out of Ryzen. I a thousand percent was. I, I was all over this. I, I thought he was bona fide going to be a champion. You know, you mentioned you like his wrestling. A lot of people talk about his hands or his flying knees or whatever. This guy took Pantoja down twice. Yeah. And, and Pantoja is not easy to dominate in the grappling department. So like, even when he was that like lackluster version of himself, he was showing signs. And in all of his last three fights, he scored a knockdown of his opponent. Two of them he's finished. Like, man, dude, he's got explosive hands. He's got all the wrestling. And, and it's not going to hurt fighting a guy on damn near a three-year layoff. And, and, you know, no offense to Alex Perez. The health just hasn't been there for him. And, and like, there's going to be some rust in there for him. And the fact that this is not at negative 200 or better yet, 
kind of shocks me. So, uh, yeah, give me, give me him all day and twice on Sundays. Uh, and that's going to bring us to, unfortunately, two of uh, two fighters who I do not usually ride for, but they are fighting each other, so I'm going to have to ride for one of them, and that is Andrea KGB Lee versus Macy, the future barber, uh, which I still consider to be one of the funnier nicknames because if you just say the nickname in the last... She's just the future barber. Uh, like, she's going to give up fighting <laughs> and get really into hair artistry um so uh enough joking about my least favorite fighter and let's talk about andrea lee first kgb 34 years old she's going to be 10 years older than macy barber 13 and 6 in her pro career she's five foot six 69 and a half inch reach she's going to have a four and a half inch reach advantage and a one inch height advantage she's been five and four in the ufc she was four and two in invicta two and oh in lfa where she was the champion Barbara, meanwhile, 24 years old. She's 11 and 2 in her pro career. In shorter, four and a half inch reach disadvantage against Lee. Six and two so far in the UFC. She was 4 0 in LFA, 1 0 on Contender Series, and she used to fight down at strawweight. Um, KGB, despite being the more widely veteran in this fight, plus 220 underdog. Macy Barber, negative 275. Who you got in this one, Kurt? I got Macy Barber. I, uh, I think she's a little bit more well-rounded than uh, Andrea Lee. I just don't think Andrea Lee has panned out. Um, she doesn't have a lot of power. I think her striking has been what? Not. I don't want to say exposed, but I just don't think you know stepping up in competition. It's been as good as a lot of people, probably myself included, thought. Um, so yeah, give me give me Macy Barber here. I, I think she's going to have the tools to get it done, and uh, you know she's still going to be the youngest champion ever, right? Uh, I think now that no, I, mean, I know, it, I know, it passed. It was, oh, a, it was a bad attempt at a joke. Yeah. No, it was it was a good attempt at a joke. Listen, I joke- had a I had a couple of a jokes lined up. I was gonna I was gonna ask <laughs> who like is gonna scream, uh, you know, the shrill high more her Holly Holm. Oh, God, know. God, you it, it, and it's not just the 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 yell that bothers me about Macy. So I I should go on record on saying what I dislike about Macy Barber. It's not the yell. It's not the blind, I'm going to be the youngest champion. Because if I'm going to be mad at that, I got to be mad at Mohamed Bukayev in the same way. Uh, and I'm not. It's the fact that she took the mic out of Roxanne Modafari, the nicest woman in the history of MMA. She took the mic out of Roxy's mouth after Roxy beat the shit out of her. <laughs> like Roxy, a Massachusetts legend beat the tar out of Macy Barber. And she's like, hang on. I know you're talking to Joe Rogan right now, but let me borrow this mic to make an excuse for why I lost this fight and still tell you I'm going to be back and be the champion soon. And like that to me is unspeakable. Uh, it's unspeakable to do that to Roxanne Modafari. And uh, despite all of my my hatred here, I'm still taking Macy Barber because look, she's faster than Andrea Lee. Uh, you know, like I, I worry about Macy Barber against any fighter she can't just like body up. And I don't even know that that's Andrea Lee anymore. Like, I used to think Andrea Lee's, like, physical gifts were going to, like, help carry her through some things. But I I don't know. She's just kind of, like, shown that she has, like, lapses in her judgment or she gets taken down when she shouldn't get taken down. Or, like, there's just little bits and pieces that I worry about across the board. So, yeah, give me Macy Barber. I'm not going to feel good about it, but give me Macy Barber. Um, And that brings (laughs) – you you can laugh at that if you want. It's it's such a – you you're with me on the the Roxy thing though, right? Like, why oh, would anybody? You can't be mean to Roxy Amatafari. She's a saint. No, she um, is. And uh, she's too good natured to tell her to f off in the middle of uh, her post fight interview. So, 
Um, shout out to Roxanne Modifari. We should have dedicated the episode to her. Now, uh, before we get to the last three fights, as well as our uh, lock dog and parlay, or lock dog and prop, rather, and our underdog parlay, uh, let's talk about underdog fantasy. Uh, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is heating up for March Madness. The college pick'em is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted after day one. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has all your favorite college player props. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for an 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, let us now break down a couple of featherweights. Nate, the train, Landwer, is fighting Austin Lights Out Lingo. The train, 34 years old. He is 16 and 4 in his pro career. He's 5'9 with a 70 and a half inch reach. 3 and 2 in the UFC so far. He was 5 0 in M1 before coming to the UFC, where he was their featherweight champion. Austin Lights Out Lingo, 28 years old, 9 and 1 in his pro career. He's going to be an inch taller with a half inch reach disadvantage. So virtually identical there, as Mike Goldberg likes to say. 2 and 1 in the UFC, 6 and 0 in LFA before that. He's been out, though, since August of 2021. So it has been a little while away, almost a year and a half, almost two years actually moving in on for Lingo. He's going to be the plus 200 underdog here to land where negative 250. Um, I think I made you go twice in a row uh, first, but I'm going to take Lingo. Uh, and, and I'm kind of, I've been back and forth on this one a couple of times. Lingo really disappointed me in his Octagon debut when he lost to Yusef Zalal. Uh, he got taken down a bunch. He, he looked like he couldn't get back up. Since then, he's rebounded. He looked good against Jacob Kilburn. He looked good against Luis Saldana. He knocked both those guys down with his strikes. They kind of stood in front of him too much, and he, he could pop a little bit. I, I think it was Octagon Jitters in that debut, and also it's long ago and a long ago enough now that like I can kind of forget about it. That was on Jones versus Reyes was how long ago that fight was. So yeah, so it's been a while. And like, look, the the problem with Landward for me is always that like he's hittable, right? Like he's very easily hittable. Onama hit him. Uh, Julian Arosa knocked him out. Herbert Burns knocked him out. Like, I, I don't know that Lingo's got some kind of, like, crazy power in his back pocket, but at plus 200, I'm willing to find out. So give me Austin Lingo as the dog here. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to go Landwehr, man. I like that dude. He is, like, all action. He's fucking hilarious on the mic. <laughs> um, You know, I mean, the guy comes in to bang. Like, he's another guy that, like, you're going to be entertained when you watch a Nate Landwehr fight. And he makes, like, grappling pretty entertaining, too. Uh. I'm sur- uh, this is another one where I'm kind of surprised that the odds are so um so far apart. I, I think it's got to be the layoff, right? It's got to yeah. be the layoff. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'm gonna go Nate Landwehr here. I think I think he is gonna be able to grind out a decision and say something absolutely crazy on the mic. I will also tell you. So I've interviewed him once before. Uh, and it was it was being published as an audio interview. Uh, but we were on video while we were doing it, and he was sitting in a room that had just like a bright red light on everything. And at first I thought it was his camera and then the light flickered and his like face was like normal for a second. So like he made the conscious choice to turn on like a red, like a bright red mood light while he was doing this interview. And like afterwards I was like a little bit upset cause I was like, man, that, that probably would have done a lot better as a video than it would the audio medium. But uh, nobody will ever know he's saying all this weird shit in a bright red light. <laughs> Um, all right, so let us get to uh, women's bantamweight in the co-main event here. Some names you've heard of before. 
actually one you've heard of before and one that might be new to some of your ears. So the first one, Holly Holm, the preacher's daughter. She's going to be fighting Yana Foxy Santos, who you might have previously known is Yana Kunitskaya, but she will be going by her new married name for this fight. Second week in a row, we've got one of those. Uh, she is, uh, actually, let's start with Holly Holm first. Holly Holm, 41 years old, 41 years old. Uh, she is 14 and six in her pro career, five foot eight, 69 inch reach. All of those things exactly identical to Yana Kunitskaya. They're both 14 and six, both five foot eight, both 69 inch reach. Holly Holm, on the other hand, though, is 7-6 in her UFC career. She was 1-0 in Bellator before that, which I only found out while doing research to host the show. I did not know she had fought in Bellator, but she did. And, of course, she was a UFC champion before this fight. Uh, Santos, on the other hand, she's 4-3 in her UFC career. She was 1-1 in Invicta before, where she was the champ. She also fought for the UFC title in her UFC debut, where she lost to Cyborg. Um... And uh, I made you double down, so I'll go two in a row here. Holly Holm, all day, uh, every day. Uh, Yana is just like, like we saw Holly Holm lose that last one against Ketlin Vieta. And we also saw her like, you know, struggle a little bit with Raquel Pennington. But like at the end of the day, like Yana's not going to outstrike her. Yana's not going to body her. Like, I don't care if Holly Holm is 41 at this point. I'm still picking Holly Holm at negative 250. Uh, so that's my pick. I'll take the preacher's daughter. She just outpoints her for 15 minutes. How about you? I actually thought she looked pretty good against Cutler Vieira to the to the in fact I thought she won that fight. Um again, very close fight, split decision. I thought she won. Yeah, man. I, I just think she she's more well rounded. She's got more tools. And again, this fight is probably gonna take place primarily on the feet. Uh, give me give me Holly Holm all day. I think she's gonna stay at range and uh big question is, does she get another title shot after this win? I mean, that'll make it three out Probably, of four. Right? It'll make it three out of four for her. So let's say, let's give her a featherweight title shot. What do you yeah, say? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah she, she's probably the number one featherweight contender right now. Um, You know, I, I, I will say at this point in time, there is enough people in this division that you have to be like, well, maybe not. Like, right, like, Irene Aldana seems like she's in position, right? Like, it, it seems like Irene Aldana makes a lot of sense as the next title challenger. Um, it, it's too bad Ketlin Vieta lost to Raquel Pennington because that that really would have clinched her as yeah. the next next one up. So it seems like Aldana, you got Juliana Pena kind of like sitting there looking for the trilogy. I don't know that this will get her another title fight, but damn if she won't be close. So uh, yeah, but anyway, we're both in on Holly Holm here. So that brings us to what we all came here for, which is the Bantamweight tilt in the main event between Marlon Chito Vera and Corey Sanhagen. Chito, 30 years old, 22-7-1 in his pro career. He's 5'8". He's going to be three inches shorter, but he's actually going to have a half-inch reach advantage over Corey Sanhagen because of these long arms. He's 14-6 in the UFC. I can't believe I'm saying this. 1-0 on the ultimate fighter. He's on a four fight winning streak, including knocking out Dominic Cruz with a brutal kick in his last fight. Sanhagen, meanwhile, 30 years old, 15 and four in his pro career, five foot 11 at Panama weight. He's going to be three inches taller, eight and three in the UFC, two and one in LFA. Before that, he's coming off of that TKO doctor stoppage over Song Dong. The odds, if you're out there looking for him, Marlon Chito Vera, Slight dog, plus 140. Corey Sanhagen, negative 165 on the favorite side. Who are you picking in this one, Kurt? I am like, I got to say, I'm like shocked. And again, this is 
no slight on Corey Sandhagen, but I'm shocked that Cheeto Vera is is a dog here. Um, I, I figured this fight would be pretty damn close to to pick him. Um, I'm going Cheeto man with with relative confidence. Um, I mean he's on a with four four fight win streak. The only guy that really, you know, gave him the business was Jose Aldo, and and, and you know. I don't think Corey Sandhagen is going to be able to play that type of game that Josie Aldo did. If you remember, Josie Aldo was um, taking uh, Marlon Vera down and kind of holding him down, controlling position. Duchito is just so dynamic. I mean, this fight, this fight is just so so good. But I think Cheeto, dude, he's got the ball rolling right now. His striking is just so crisp. He is a good grappler. He is durable. He's tough as nails. There was one of those. Um, Stats not too long ago. I believe it was three guys. John Jones, Cheeto Vera, and I believe Max Holloway. That in like, I mean, Cheeto's fought, what, 20, like 21 fights or something in the UFC? 20 fights? Never been knocked down. I mean, the guy just has a granite chin. Give me Cheeto Vera and um, give me him inside the distance. That's, uh, I, you know, here, here's the thing. When this fight got posted, and I think I mentioned this earlier in the episode. When this fight got posted, I was Corey Sanhagen. I was like Corey Sandigan all day. He he's just like been in there with better dudes. He's looked better in some of those fights, all that kind of stuff. The more and more I got thinking about it and somebody posted in our discord, and this is why you have to join our discord, join it. If you haven't already, if you're listening to this podcast, sports gambling podcast.com slash discord, somebody pointed out, these are guys who don't get finished. They just don't get finished, right? This is probably going to go the distance and really like, you know, not that they're not both killers, but if you look at the recent finishes, like we can make up excuses for a lot of them, right? Dominic, the Dominic Cruz finish, like Dominic Cruz is 150 years old right now. Frankie Edgar, front kick to the face. Like, yeah, Frankie Edgar is getting knocked out. Are you surprised in, in 2021, which is when it happened? The Sean O'Malley one was weird. Those are the last three finishes out of Cheeto, right? Not a lot of people, not a lot of finishes over the last three years. If you kind of think about the fact of like how those happen. You could say the same thing with Corey Sanhagen's finishes, right? The doctor stoppage of Song Dong probably wasn't going to get stopped. And then the only other two people he's knocked out recently were Frankie Edgar and Marlon Marias, two guys whose brains are made out of cottage cheese at this point. So, like, these are not guys who are out knocking everybody out. They're out knocking out select people. And neither has ever been finished, right? Neither, with the exception of the fact that Aljamain Sterling backpacked Corey Sanhagen in, like, 30 seconds— Apart from that, neither of these guys have been finished. So then you have to ask yourself, if this fight goes to the distance, who is going to come out looking good in this fight? And the answer is almost always the dude who hits like a truck. And if, if the answer to this is, is clearly Cheeto Vera, right? Cheeto Vera hits harder than Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen might outland Cheeto, but the moments of this fight we're all going to remember are the ones where Cheeto's landing. And I think that that's the difference maker for me. So I flip-flopped on the pick. I'm also going Chito Vera on this one. Uh, and, and the fact that he's dog money, yeah, even better. Because uh, I thought this would be a pick him. Or, you know, I, I would have been surprised if Cheeto wound up being the favorite. Because he's such a, you know, he's both a fan favorite. And like you said, he's on a crazy roll. So, I thought Cheeto was going to be the favorite, honestly. Yeah, it, or at least, like, close enough, right? At least close enough. So um, that does it for our main card breakdown. Let me give you the picks real quick. And then we will, we're not going away. Do not worry. We are not going away. We are going to give you our lock dog and our prop. Uh, and then we'll wrap it up with the hungry man, John super fan parlay. 
So uh, first, let's run down those picks. Uh, we're both in on Chito Vera. We're both in on Holly the Preacher's daughter home. Uh, I'm in on Austin Lingo as a big dog. He's on Nate Landwehr. We're both in on Macy Barber. Uh, we're both in on Manel Cape. And we differed. He took Albert Duraev as a slight dog. And I took Chidi and Jaquani on the chalk. Uh, so that does it for our main card breakdown. So let us get into a lock, dog, and prop. Um... I think it's your turn to kick it off with the lock. You're going to write the ship here this week, Kurt. <laughs> yeah, my lock, my lock, I hope so. I think I'm what, 0-2 in uh, locks right now. My lock is going to be Holly Holm. I just think that she has the goods. She's going to be able to get it done. I just think she's, she's probably better everywhere than um, Yana Santos. So, yeah, give me, give me Holly Holm with the uh, lock here this week. Those are the closest odds you've picked on a lock so far, too, which is crazy. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I like Holly Holm. I'm actually going to go with odds that are even a little bit closer to even on this one. I'm going to go with Manel Cape. Um, I, I like Manel Cape for my lock this week. Negative 175. Um, it's one of those picks where I like the odds a ton. Like, I can't believe his odds are here. But I also – I think I like the fighter more than I even like the odds. Like, I, I think that – in this fight against a guy like Alex Perez, I just can't imagine Perez getting his wrestling going enough to matter here. I think Cape's going to starch him on the feet, um, and I think he's going to get everything going. So give me Manel Cape here, uh, minus 175. How about your dog, Kurt? My dog, I'm going to go with – I kind of want to go Chito Vera, but I'm going to go with uh, Albert Duraev. I think that um, – Again, like I, I had him kind of like in the driver's seat of the, uh, you know, Smash Factory train wasn't the case in his last fight. But I think he is going to be able to get takedowns when he needs, which I think he is going to need. And I think he's going to be able to grind out a win over Chidi and Jaquani. I like that one. I'm bouncing between two. Which ones do you want to go with here? Uh, I, I'm going to go with Tamiris Vidal. Um, I'm going to go with Tamiris Vidal in the. No, I'm going to scratch that. Scratch that. <laughs> Give me Cheeto. Uh, I'll take Cheeto Vera. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll tell you my thought process on switching on that one. So everybody who's out there listening and is like, wait, when does he not like Vidal anymore? No, I still like Vidal. Uh, I, I think I'm trying to get too cute here by being like, should I not pick the guy in the main event? Uh, but like Vidal is just kind of still unknown enough to be like, if I lose on that one, I'm going to feel like I, it wasn't a bad read, but it was me trying to jump in on a dog early in the card. Whereas like, at least if I lose on Marlon Vera, it's a bad read. Um, Cause I, I know everything I like about him. I know why I think he's going to win. So yeah, give me Cheeto Vera plus 140. I like him on this one. Um, all right, let us get to everybody's favorite part, which is props. Also, get in on our props contest. If you have not already, you can check that out uh, in our Discord or on our Twitter account. Uh, and it's the last week to get in. So please do. And if you were doing so, you might pick a prop that sounds like this. Is this me? Yeah, this is you. <laughs> Shit, my bad. I don't know. You know, you... you, you... You, I cue people up so you, many different ways. Yeah, yeah you, you gave I'm, me a layup there, and I didn't. I'm I didn't clearly take not the guy who leads this show on a daily basis, and everybody knows it. <laughs> no, that was that was more me than you. I, you uh, know what? I'm gonna go big odds for this prop. Ooh, give like me that. Marlon Vera by decision at plus six hundred right now. Marlon um, Marlon Vera decision is plus six hundred. It is plus six hundred again. Like, so here's the thing with Marlon Vera. He he tends to start slow. 
um, which could bite him against Corey Sandhagen, who is a pretty damn fast starter. But I think he's going to get the ball rolling by the second round into the third. I think both these guys are super tough to finish. It's going to be an absolute war. But give me Marlon Vera eking out a decision plus 600 odds. That's that's low key wild. Like I thought they would be way worse than that. That is um. Man, that that's a tough one to beat right now. I'm thinking about what I had previously had planned and being like, do I just want to join that? Because that's jump on the uh, train, man. Ah, uh, no, you know I'm gonna go with what I had before. Uh, I'm not gonna not gonna jump off the wagon. I'm gonna take Venetia Salvador by knockout. Uh, I had it before. I think he's gonna get it done. We talked about him on the last show. I, I think Venetia Salvador has got the hands to put Altamirano away. I think Altamirano is a guy who hangs out in positions he shouldn't hang out in. Um, he's getting plus 160 on the finish uh, for Salvador by finish. And as I mentioned on yesterday's show, if you like uh, flyweight action as much as I do, finishes are coming in at a crazy rate in the flyweight division right now. So give me Salvador uh, on the finish. Now, before we let you go, I got two more props that I really like for this week, but I'm squeezing them together as always in our Hungry Man Jong Super Fan Parlay. Two fights, two par- uh, plays, at least 10 to 1 odds. And uh, I, I use a little inspiration for, from Kurt on this one. So the first part, you know, Kurt mentioned how he liked Preston Parsons, how he liked the submission game. We, we kind of came together and thinking Preston Parsons is going to get a sub. Plus 275 on the Preston Parsons sub is not a bad line at all here. Uh, and you pair that together with Manel Cape, who is my lock of the week. I think Cape's going to knock him out. Uh, get get Cape inside the distance with a KO, plus 200. So if you pair Preston Parsons together with Manel Cape as uh, KO, you're going to get plus 1025. Like it. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to say... Either of those could replace my prop, but I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be on Marlon Chito Vera six to one on decision come fight time. So, uh, and I advise all of you guys to do that as well as here's some other things I advise you guys to do. Follow the show on Twitter at SGPN MMA. We always like hearing from fans uh, in our DM. So make sure you send us your bet and winning slips and all that kind of good stuff. Also, uh, you can follow me at Gumby Vreeland or Kurt at KCPKO. As I mentioned, get in on the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Read everything that we write at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. I got some NBA stuff up there right now, some MLB stuff coming later this week. So make sure you tune into that. Get in on our prop contest. Uh, last week to do so, you have to be a plus 550 prop is the clubhouse leader right now. And let me tell you something, plus 600, uh, although there might be too many people in on it now, plus 600 on uh, Chito Vera by decision might trump all that. So uh, make sure you get in on that prop contest last week to possibly do so. Hopefully we don't get a seven-way tie in that uh, best prop. So uh, with all that being said, uh, this was your UFC San Antonio breakdown. We hope to be talking to you guys during the fights. Come Saturday, enjoy the fights, uh, which we will, of course, be recapping on Sunday. Uh, Until that time, I'm David Goodby-Freeland. He's Kirk Chase Patrick, and we will see you then.